Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. Welcome to the 49 the Faithful UK show. It's week 18 and the 2022 season ends with a Levi's visit from the faded and rather dismal Arizona Cardinals. Most first bode roasting season doesn't end at Christmas. The number one seed is within reach should the Giants beat the Eagles in a game that also kicks off at 9.25 on Sunday, the same time as the game in Levi's. Get ready for lots of people to share their double screen setups. A win and we sweep the division. A loss or a poor performance not the best way to head into the playoffs. I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Paul Hope. Hi, everyone. Najee Kowal. Hello, everyone. And Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi, all. So uh, before we get into the game, the big news of the of the week, uh, Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, was taken to hospital during the first quarter of the game at Cincinnati, a game that was subsequently abandoned. We're recording this Thursday night, and the news is that he's now conscious and appears to be recovering well. Everyone at 49er Faithful UK wishes him all the best for a full and speedy recovery. Uh, thoughts on this rather unpleasant situation, uh, Nagy? Yeah, as a player, it obviously hit me quite hard when I saw the uh, the video the next day. I woke up to a lot of messages and I was just going to check the game and then obviously stumble upon the news and then watch the video and couldn't quite believe it. Very, very scary stuff. Obviously, it's a kind of one in a million chance that, that happens to anyone. Uh, I've read a little bit about the cardiology side of it and it's kind of a freak accident. Uh, but nonetheless, really scary. Um, it's no things you want to see on a football field. And it just puts everything in perspective. After talking about, you know, a close game where we almost lost in, in Vegas and people were kind of going up in arms in the Discord and in, in the game threads, you just, you go back and you just read all of those messages and what you think during the game. And, and, and then this happening, and you're just thinking, why am I getting so worked up about? this little football game thing when you know and these guys literally put their lives on the line almost every play um so yeah it hit me quite hard um i hope he makes a full recovery because obviously he's not out of the woods yet um no idea how long he was without oxygen on the field but yeah kudos to the training staff the medics the coaches the players everybody that's donated to his charity um his family and all of that um i hope he he, he makes it almost fully, and I, I hope to see him on the field uh, a bit a la Alex Smith kind of thing, even if he just plays one game, just to say he's back kind of thing. Uh, that's what I want to see. But yeah, thoughts to him and his family, obviously. Yeah, it was a bit of a shocker. Um, I, I happened to wake up in the middle of the night uh, that night um, and just checked my phone to see. Believe it or not, I was actually checking my phone to see how Paul's fantasy team was doing. Um and that's when I saw the news, so I went on, clicked the link that showed the uh, the I'm, I'm not going to call it a highlight, the um, video yeah. replay, video replay of it. Um, and, and it didn't particularly look like a, a hard tackle. It, it didn't, no. which is, makes it all the more surprising. So it'd be interesting to find out that if there was an underlying condition there, which was no, that's, triggered that's what... by the um, by, by the, uh, the the tackle. No, so that's why I mean. So most cardiologists that I've, that I've read talked about it. It is a blow to the heart that's happening in a very specific time that sends the heart into arrhythmia right. and and into stopping, and then you have about at that point about 
five, six seconds uh, of oxygen left, and then you just pass out because your heart is just not doing anything. Uh, but it's during a contraption. Oh, I'm, I'm not a cardiologist, obviously, so I don't know exactly. But if you get hit hard enough at that very moment, which is a 30 millisecond moment, your heart is doing something, um, then it freaks out and stops. And uh, that's why he was able to come back. It's, it's not uncommon, but it's pretty rare. Um, I've read that it happens in the States about four or five times a year, which is really, not that much you can think car accident, that kind of thing when you get a big shock. Um, with the seat belt, it could happen. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those freak accidents. It just got hit at the wrong time, at the right force kind of thing, at the right place, wrong place, I guess. And then, yeah, just that's what happens. And he, he showed all the symptoms of that exact uh, incident. I can't remember what it's called, it's a Latin name, uh, but yeah. Yeah, so I think I think the NFL definitely made the right decision to postpone the game and uh, walk oh, away. Oh, no one, no one was going to play after that. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the sidelines, everybody was in shock. Um, so it didn't surprise us that the, the, they did that. Um, I didn't particularly see how long it took them to come to that decision. I, I have read bits and pieces, but without knowing the full story, I, I, I don't know the process they went through. But they got to the right decision in the end. Um, but you would have thought that that they'd have had some sort of procedure in place that if this happened, there's a decision already made. It's as quick as as quick as that. Um, it depends how much of the game is played. Um, I believe if it's more than two thirds, then the game just stops and you call it at what it is. If it's before that, it can be anything. I think it, they just look out. Right. I don't know because it, it, obviously it's not just the players on the pitch. There's a lot at stake. TV. And all that kind of thing, and those people need to prepare to put something else on, which is not the drop of a heart. Uh, so it, it does take a lot of minute, I would imagine. It didn't take something like half an hour, an hour, or something like that. I think it was about an hour. Right. An hour when ESPN pundits had yeah. to try and talk about <laughs> what, what an insane job that would be. Um, yeah. So I'm sure they'll have a contingency plan from now on if that ever happens again. Cool. I think the chaps have echoed what we're all thinking, Gareth. Lately, I woke up middle of the night, checked my phone to see how my fantasy team was doing, which, like Nadji said, off air, seems insignificant now. So, obviously, I had a few players playing. I don't stay up for the Monday game unless it's the 49ers. And then, obviously, I woke up the next morning and saw the video footage. And immediately, like like Nadji said, I'm, I'm not a player at Nadji's level. I don't think I'll ever reach there, but obviously dipping my toe in the waters of playing flag and the injury that I've had in the last year, I straight away all those emotions went round and what will probably surprise you, Gareth, is I wasn't very active on social media for a couple of days because every time I went on Twitter, I just was checking for updates and I think Aaron Rodgers said it on the Maccabee show. He was just looking for that positivity as in, is there some good news coming out? And I said to Lee this morning on a call that we had, um, I just stayed off it because couldn't concentrate and like you said Najee just put everything into perspective everything from the weekend and my thoughts and prayers are with that young man's family I mean in context as a footballer Gareth he was bottling out this season he was playing well for the Bills um, I'm glad we're recording Thursday night I've seen around the league other content creators saying that you know they've had a couple of days off but now is the time to talk football and like you said I think I think the chaps have said it better than what I can and I just hope and pray for a speedy recovery. Yeah, it was uh, great news before we were going to come on to record as I was sort of thinking about how 
how we were going to talk about it, but obviously the the news came out uh, only only perhaps an hour two hours ago that uh, he was uh, he was talking speaking to doctors uh, and they were all very pleased with with how it's doing. So uh, yeah, relief for 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 him and his family. So uh, so we go on to the Cardinals game. No Kyler Murray, no D Hop, uh, a quarterback in David Blau that people only have heard of because of hard knocks. Uh, and a coach who may well be sacked on Monday morning. Um, an easy win for the Niners, but some decisions to be made regarding the injury management. Uh, how are we looking going into the game, particularly on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, Debo, CMC, Mitchell, maybe? Who are we going to see? Um, I, I think potentially Debo might get a run out just to get his legs running before the playoffs. Um Obviously, we don't know if we're going to have a bye week or not because the number one seed's not settled yet. Um, I don't think it's going to be particularly high-scoring game, believe it or not. I think it's going to be one of those games where we just have to grind it out and get over the line. Um, hopefully, if there's any sort of um, decent lead by half-time, we just rest the starters because the last thing I want to do is see somebody get injured against the Cardinals. And again, that is completely meaningless to them. Obviously, it means something to us. Um, but yeah, I think we need to go into the playoffs as healthy as possible, assuming that we're going to go in as a second seed and we're going to have to play in the wild card weekend. Um, CMC, if Mitchell's coming back uh, and Mitchell's had a decent time off now again, um, he, he looks good in practice. So yeah, why not give uh, Mitchell some reps, give Jordan Mason some reps, give uh, TDP some reps as well. Maybe he's rest uh, CMC because he doesn't need to be in for the game on uh, Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's another one that's tough to decide uh, yeah. whether it's going to be an easy game or not because we've just played one of those and uh, it was nothing but easy. Um, so, you know, players like David Blau will play for their future in the league. He's obviously, he was, he was on hard knocks and he did win a, a big uh, Thanksgiving game last year, I think, I can't remember. Um, so, you know, these guys, all of these backups, they, they play for their future. So it's always hard to actually tell whether it's going to go well or not. But in terms of, of us taking it seriously or not, I, th I think we need to win it. because Not even just because we are in a shot to get in the first seed. But if the Vikings win and we lose, we go back down to number three, which we don't want. We want to stay at number two. Um, so when the Eagles ultimately do get eliminated from the playoffs, we can play the NFC Championship at home. Um, that's the uh, that's the idea really. So we have to take it seriously, but yeah, as Lee said, I think um, we want to see a bit of Debo, not too much. Uh, we want to see a bit of CMC, not too much. Same with Bossa, same with Greenlaw. All, all of these guys have been hurt and been playing since week uh, nine because our bye week was eight. So all games. So uh, if we can rest some bodies before the before the playoff game, that would be nice. Um, yeah, hard, hard to tell well, how these guys are taking it. There's also the on the organization side, they, they actually have the fourth draft pick right now. But they could, if Chicago wins and, and, and they lose, they could easily go up to two, maybe three. So they could get themselves a better spot if they lose. Maybe they're going to do that. I, I know the NFL doesn't like talking about tanking, but... In week 18, that's where you're going to get, unfortunately. Uh, so it's possible that that's why it's in their mind. Um, so yeah, hard, hard to decipher games like this that don't really mean much. Paul, what do you think? 
Well, I'm hoping Lee is going to give his buddy Jed a call, Nadji, because I want that 13 and 4 prediction. Because if we don't get that, <laughs> some people in the group might come after me. But to be honest, chaps, I went back and watched the game in Mexico. And if you recall, there was a few Cardinals players making business decisions back then. And I agree True. with you, Nadji. There'll be certain players playing for the future, but I don't think they're all in on the coach. And like you said, Gareth, maybe he's out the door. And it was a difficult one because we're all keyed up for that number one seed. Or like you said, Nadji, we want to remain number two. Because I agree with you, if we don't get the number one seed, uh, I'm on the same positivity train as you. I think the Eagles get beat and the NFC Championship game is at Levi's. But we're the most hottest invincible team in the NFL at the moment, Gareth. Nine wins in a row. Um, like the chaps have said, I don't want to see anyone risked. I mean, Aaron Banks on Sunday went down with an injury, but he wasn't taken into the um, the locker room. He seemed to be on the sidelines, but Brunskill played well. CMC, I think it's a mild ankle sprain. So like you said, Lee, if there's any danger, any doubt, just shut him down. I think we can go with Mason and TDP. And I'd like to kind of see those fringe players used a bit more. I think we're all on the Brock Purdy train. Maybe it's nice if he spreads the ball around. Just think, Mr. Watson... In Levi's, how would he celebrate a Brock Purdy seventy-yard bomb, a Danny Gray? Uh, that could be that could be perfect. Could be poetry in motion. But I'm looking forward to the game. I'm glad it's not the uh, Red Eye game, Gareth. And I have got a couple of predictions for later on. Nick Ludlam hasn't given me a score prediction. I'm not quite sure why, <laughs> Lee. I texted him earlier. He never replied. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that, Paul. Yes, I, I think we need to ban Nick from doing score predictions from now on. <laughs> agree. So what about you, Gareth? What's your thoughts before we move on to the next topic? I think it's it should be a game we should be comfortably winning. As as you said, the Cardinals, I think individual players have things to play for. Some of them, you know, there may even be some kind of contract bonus, number of snaps or yards or, or something that they may individually have to pay, play for. I think at this point of the season, the head coach does not care what draft pick they're going to get. Because if it's too high, he's probably not the one who's going to actually get it. So I think that certainly the the coaches don't want to to tank these games. They want to finish the season with a win um, at least. Uh, and I think if we go in mentally unprepared, it's it's the sort of game that could potentially catch us out, and it could potentially be uncomfortable. I I expect us to win at the end, but it may be a little bit like the Raiders game, um, and I'd be disappointed. To see that, I think the starters should know that if they can go out and put this game away by half time, they they can uh, enjoy enjoy the end of the season from the sidelines. Uh, one name we didn't mention, Brock Purdy, his fifth start. Uh, is it just me, or does that sound wrong to be talking about this quarterback making his fifth start? Sounds about right to me. Yeah, sounds right to sure. me as well. Should have been uh, start number fifteen, but you know. Don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in terms, in terms of his play, in terms of his play, we're talking about a quarterback making their fifth start, but we don't talk about him in that way. I think already. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's still kind of surreal that this guy is playing is is only his fifth start and he's a rookie and and all that and he's playing the the level he is. But th- this is the one good thing about this game is it's more rep for him in a live environment. And I know maybe it's not quite the level you want to play at just before a playoff game, which is going to be probably twice or thrice uh, as as intensive as that. Uh, but it's it's more reps, it's more plays that you can try, it's more things that he he can get comfortable with, the speed of the game, and 
as Paul said, you know, getting acquainted with with Danny Gray and and other people on the roster that we might need down the line, um, you know, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so so yeah, it's good. It's it's all it's all positive for him. It's all positive for Daniel Brunskill as well, uh, who's gonna slot in for Aaron Bounce, who's probably not gonna play, uh, more than likely not gonna play. Um, so yeah, all of this is is really good for us to prepare, you know, to play. At the moment, the Seahawks could be could be the Giants um, uh, in a week's time. So, uh, yeah, I, to me, this is what it is. It's, it's just kind of playoff preparation mode, uh, but also need to get out there and 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 win because because you never know. I know the Giants might rest people, but maybe those backups have got something to say as well. And the Eagles have a bad game, and then and then we get the first seed. And as I said, if the Vikings are winning, we need to be winning. So. So it is all, all that that comes to play with. But I'm looking forward to to see what Purdy is going to give us this week. That we all go wow again and I can wax lyrical about him for, for 20 minutes. Go on, Paul. Well, Purdy has got a record to play for, which I'm surprised you haven't mentioned, Nadji. So when I was doing my research earlier, last week he tied the team record for touchdown passes by a rookie for 10 for the season. So that could be pretty epic in his story. And yeah. like you were saying, Lee, you and Nadji were there. You witnessed history. You were there at the draft. So you two will be forever tied to that draft yeah. class. But I just think it's little things like that. You said, Gareth, where individual players are playing for things. We've got players on our side of the ball playing for things. And equally, I just thought I'd throw that nugget in there because the Brock Express, Nadji, I don't know if you've seen, but there's a couple more jerseys <laughs> dropped in the group. I know, yeah. Not jealous at all. He's already in Compton. So, you know. Yeah. He's already in a Hall of Fame, so one step, one step closer to actually get a gold jacket, which he will get as soon as he retires, I'm sure. Um, also, I have my ball prediction, which I remember that I, I would said that Brock Purdy would lead us to more victory than Jimmy. It's getting close. It's getting very close. Two more games, and if he wins this one, wins the next, and that's our ball prediction gone. I'd be proud anything, of that. One. Uh, was, anything to add well. to the uh, Brock Expressly? Yeah, well, just don't forget about my ball prediction. That yeah. Brock Purdy will uh, throw the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. He did say that. That was yeah. that was insane. Yeah. 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 I tell you what, <laughs> I'll be so excited if that comes true. I yeah, be I think so, so. Excited. Understatement yeah. of the century, right there. <laughs> I, I think as the weeks have gone on, um, he he's failed to disappoint us. Yeah. And we keep on expecting it to happen. Yeah. And it doesn't happen, so I, th- I think it's just it, it's all good at the moment, um, potentially because of the lack of game time he's had. I mean, he has had five games, but the relative lack of game time he's had, they may keep him in, in a lot longer than uh, potentially some other starters. Uh, but I, I'd like to see him have a good court, the Cardinals, um, because obviously they're a division rival. Um, let's send uh, JJ Watt into retirement on the back of a drubbing. That's what I would yep. say. Um, yep. I've got no no love for the Cardinals fans. I mean, as Nadia will know, the whole Bang Bang Niner gang at the draft, that was aimed at the Cardinals fans. They were the ones that were booing the loudest. So, yeah, I've got no love loss for those. Um, so, yeah, let, let's let's hope he breaks that record. Let's hope he has an absolutely fantastic game. Um, and let's hope he solidifies that uh, Rookie of the Year yeah. game that he's, mm-hmm. he's potentially got there. Um, yeah. because he, he does look good for that now. He looks really good. 
funny you mention Cardinals fans. I, um, where I live in Middlesbrough, Gareth, the, the, the local Tesco, lad behind the checkout is a Cardinals fan. And the season they went 8-0, and all, it gave me a little bit of banter. Anyway, I nipped in the night <laughs> after work, <laughs> nine is gear on, and he did not want to talk to me. Um, I, may have, I may have asked where the sweeping brush was because I've misplaced mine because, you know, sweeping the division. <clears throat> yeah. But, because there's that as well, isn't it? We're playing for that. We, yeah. we do have quite a lot to play for, so I, I do expect us to be in, in win mode. And, you know, it's win, win number nine in a row and sweep, sweeping the, the entire West is not something you do very often. When uh, was the last all. time? Was it was it 97? 94. 94, 94 I think. wow. Longer than I thought. Or maybe 92, actually, you said. I can't remember. We did look into it. It's a bit weird. We because did, yeah. We start getting into the times where like the Falcons were in the league and the NFC West had, yeah, and then we had yeah. five teams for a couple of years whilst the other expansion team came in and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little weird, but I think I think we might have done it in in ninety two. It was so you know right. thirty years ago um, to to date. So yeah, that that's 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 awesome. I don't think the Seahawks or the Rams. Uh, or, or the Cardinals when they were good. As I've ever done that since then. I don't know. I, I didn't check. Maybe I'm wrong. But, um, I don't recall them doing that because we're very good at beating each other. Uh, so the Seahawks always beat, you know, yeah. the Cardinals and we always beat the Rams and the Rams always beat, you know, the, whatever. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to play for. Number one seed, sweeping the West, Brock Purdy's record. And just keeping the winning streak alive uh, before entering the playoffs, I think it's it's all a good thing to do. Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we can do it. Shanahan's talked about how you can't turn that competitive winning mentality on and off for a playoff yeah. game. You've just got to keep on as as though every game matters. And it's good that the, the I think the seeding is there to play for. It does give the players yeah. some some incentive um, in a game where they might otherwise. Uh, possibly lack it. Uh, defense probably needs to react well from a dip in performance last week. Are you expecting them to take that personally? Shipping thirty-four points to to Jared Stidham. Very much so. Very much so. I would expect the Michael Ryan's and Fred and and the the core group to have strong words uh, before before the start. And I'm I can guarantee you they will not miss a beat and they will not take a rest until the game is away. Uh, and and the coaches start pulling people. Um, they will go 100%, met, you know, metal uh, pedal to the metal um, to 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 make sure that last week was a blip on the radar and, and it was a bit of a mistake. And we just got, you know, we we did travel as well. I don't think we talked about that. We we hadn't traveled for almost a month, which yeah, I know it wasn't far away, but it's still traveling, and it's it's not easy to adjust if you haven't done it. Uh, for a while, um, so so yeah, I think I think that we will see a response, um, and I uh, I have some some bold predictions for them. Good. Should we go into like... the bold predictions and okay, yeah, oh, let's crack on. Oh, well, on, I was ball. just going to say I I won't be long. It's not a rabbit hole. I'm just going to say, Naji, <laughs> I was impressed with Nick Bosa and how honest he was. Where he said it was a wake up call for the defense. And he said, you know, some of the lanes that were left open for Stidham, it was wide open. And I chuckled when he said Tom Brady could have rushed in some of them lanes. I just wanted to throw that soundbite out there. <laughs> and like you said, Gareth, I think the defense needed this game. And I think we talked about it on the show the other night. So I'm, I'm looking forward to bouncing back. But I'm intrigued by Nadji's bold prediction. So I'm going to shut up now and hand it back to him. 
Okay, <laughs> on to the boldies. Um, Niners are fourteen point favourites. That's that's pretty good. Uh, the over under is at forty. Uh, I thought I'd mention there's a few people with their season yardage. Ayuk is at nine hundred and fifty six, so he doesn't need too much. Uh, CMC is only at seven hundred rush yards. Love to see him break a thousand, but that's going to be a, a struggle. Uh, Kittle's at seven hundred and thirty six receiving yards. Uh, Bosa is at seventeen point five sacks. Uh, and another one desperately trying to find another 1,000-yard player, Ray Ray McLeod is at about 900 yards on combined kick and punt returns. I had to add them together to get close to uh, to my 1,000 yards predictions. Uh, what what have you got? Will any of those figure in your predictions? Naji has got one certainly ready for us. So, Yeah, I've got one. It's a, it's a bit of a carbon footprint of two weeks ago. I think we'll probably see two quarterbacks playing for the Cardinals again because I don't think David Blau is going to be able to handle what we do. And we'll probably see a little bit of Trace McSorley. Uh, I don't know if that's really bold, but I think Blau will be benched at some point. Paul? Well, I'm going to stick with my boy Nick. And I think Borsa gets the sacks he needs to break. Alden Smith's record. That's oh, Alden Smith. Alden Smith. What is that, 19 and a half? Yeah, 19 and a half. So he's at 70 and a half at the moment. But given the fact that the way it happened last week, it, it sounds bolder than what it is. I do think Ayuk gets the yards he needs. Uh, I, I saw that. And I think Kittle gets those yards to overtake Kelsey because I've had a few Chiefs fans panicking. I've seen that stat earlier before I came on. So, yeah. I thought I'd just throw them in. And I'm going to go for Brock Purdy. Two touchdowns, 250 passing yards on the night. Nice. So the, the problem I've got with the old sack record um, start there, it's over one more game than what Alden Smith mm. had. So I would have been more impressed had he done it last weekend. Yeah. It, it kind of feels as though it's cheating. And well, I, I mean, that's, that's going to happen. Through, yeah, it's going to happen throughout yeah. the history. See, we, we used to play like 12 games at one point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is going to happen. Um, and I'm going to stay away from Nick Bosa because I'll kind of jinx them a little bit. So I'm, I'm not going to go in that direction. Um, as far as um, as far as far a bold prediction is concerned, I'm going to have to go on offense and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to double what Paul said. I think Brock Purdy is going to throw for four touchdowns. Mm. Nice. Big yeah. night. But, but, but not 500 yards. It's your chance to be bold. Last chance of the season. Well, actually, actually, no, forget that. Forget oh. that. Forget that. That's that's not my prediction. I've just remembered about the weather. Yeah, it's going to be a running What's... game. I, I think, oh, is it? Yeah, I think we're going to have 240 yards on the ground. Mm, that is nice. I've uh, I've got more than a few, actually. I've gone a bit mad. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, he's going to get that kick return TD. I know we've been predicting it, so I'm going to say he's going to do it on the first return that he makes of the game, just to make that especially bold. I think, like Paul, I've got Bosa getting the two and a half, two and a half sacks that he needs to uh, to reach twenty out of a total of uh, five team sacks. I think a couple of others are going to weigh in. I think someone like Amene who is on four, so it would be good if we could get another couple of people up to five sacks in the season. Um, I've got us getting the defensive TD again. I'm going to keep doing that until we get it. Uh, Ayuk <laughs> does, does indeed get his four, 44 yards uh, and he gets a TD as well. Uh, I think Kittle's going to get one long TD. He might have like one reception for 72 yards and a TD or something like that. So uh, hopefully Kittle's going to uh, deliver the goods. 
the Cardinals are the worst team for yards after catch. I'm not sure we mentioned that. So I think yeah, even though if, even if the weather's not good, it's going to be a four yard pass and, and people are going to take it to the house. Slippery field, difficult to tackle. Guy like Kittle when he's got a head up of steam. So here we go. I Ooh. would love to see a Jimmy Ward pick six, Nadji. <laughs> of course, it would. Oh, I, mean, I don't mind saying that. To go with Javon Kinlaw's 99 yard pick. Uh, yeah, Javon Kinlaw needs one before, yeah. before it's too late. Um, add another one, and I think Jordan Mason and TDP will have at least three touchdowns. Each. Each? No, total. <laughs> total. Three touchdowns. I think it's going to be another another game where a new we get another new scorer. I wonder if uh, if if Shanahan, particularly yeah. if the game's going well, he's going to reward some of the guys. Someone like Willie Sneed, maybe he's been yeah. uh, earning his ca- uh, targets with the uh, with the blocks he's been putting in. So I think if there's an opportunity, uh, Shanahan will make sure one of these guys uh, gets a nice end zone target. So score predictions. Uh, I'll go first. I've got a thirty-one to nine victory. We're going to shut them out the end zone. Because I'm keeping predicting that. Yeah, yeah. So that that is that um, the over under bang on as well, which is very rare for me. It does, yeah, it does. Um, no, I think uh, I hate to do it, but I think we're angry. I think last week really pissed a lot of people off in the organization because it shouldn't have happened, and I think they're going to take it on the Cardinals. And make sure we get as many chances as possible of getting that one seed, and I think we're going to get. We're going to win 48 to 10. Yeah, big one. Um, so big one. I, I'm not as optimistic. I, th- I think the way the game will go is we'll run out to a half decent, um, a half decent start, as I said at the start of the, uh, the podcast. I think by the time we get to half time, we'll have a look and think, you know what, these are not going, these are not going anywhere. Let's give some of our fringe players a game. I, I'm actually going to go for a more modest 24. Six victory. Still a bit down. I'm kind of in the middle of Gareth and Nadji. Um, I'm going for a 34 to 13 49ers victory. So slightly over the over under. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Gareth. I, I went back and watched the, the Mexico game, the yards after the catch thing. I think we mentioned it at the time. The Cardinals have been poor. I think this is in the bag. Dare I say an easy night like Nadji calls for? Famous last words, chaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, it could be interesting with one eye on the uh, Giants-Eagles game, particularly if that is tight towards the end. So, Yeah. yeah. But yeah. maybe not. Uh, and some of the nice. UK nice. faithful will be out at the game in Levi's. Shout out to uh, Neil Watson. Have you seen photos of Neil? I don't know that I have. Oh, yeah, he was at the basketball game. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, he, he spent quite a bit of time down in um, San Diego, and he's only going to spend a few days up in uh, San Francisco. I think four days. So potentially last night was his, his first day up there. There is unofficial rumours, Gareth, that he's got his Jimmy G jersey on. He's got his banner to six, Jimmy, please stay, Jimmy, please stay. But no, he was uh, <laughs> over the moon. He's a Pistons fan. So I think he was the only man in the... Uh, arena last night lee celebrating that last second winner 
Um, it was nice to see him in his gear at the yeah. uh, basketball stadium, enjoying that with his with his good lady. But uh, there is a couple of others out there, Gareth. But the names escape me. I'm afraid. I'm pretty sure there's someone else at the Cardinals game that might have posted it in the group. The the years. I'm just looking for the names now. I actually sent that off to the guys at uh, Wasserman's. Let me just quickly. Check. While Lee's looking, Gareth, I think we've mm. done quite well this year as a, as a group. I think the, we've had a lot of people out over the year. Um, it's been great to see. Love to see the photos of the flags. I, I think Eric Oregard is winning the most <laughs> photographed yeah. countries yeah. in the world. He's uh, yeah. he's smashing that one out the park. But it, I, I don't know about you three, but whenever I see someone post a picture of the flag on social media or photos of the patches and talk about the meetups and stuff, I just have a sense of pride. And I love our community and I love that the fact that we've come to week 18. The season's gone the way we hoped it'd go. The engagement's been great. Nadji, you've done fantastic with the Discord. I definitely think you need to be acknowledged for that. And I just can't wait to see the playoffs. And I'm excited and I'm smiling. And we're going all the way. We hoped we'd get someone to every game. I don't think we've quite hit it, but I think it's only a handful of games where there, there hasn't been a flag in attendance. Yeah, I think, I think we might be right. close. Yeah, I think we might be very close to every game. We um, will be close because Nicholas Para and 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 all yeah, that lot right. uh, have won. I think I think the flag has been there uh, yeah. at every 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 game. So thanks for that, uh, all the gang over there. And uh, but yeah, I think as a UK faithful or Europeans faithful, I think we're very close, very close. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> So, so joining uh, Neil Watson is Neil's very good friend, Rick Muir. Um, I think Rick lives down in San Diego, uh, and that's where Neil's been staying for for the beginning of the week. And we also have Tyler Ledger. He'll be over there with his girlfriend. Great stuff. Look forward to seeing some updates from them. Uh, anything else on the game before we wrap it up, lads? Not on Sky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always a bonus. Right, so can't, believe, uh, can't believe it's week 18 already, a new year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. we have got playoffs to look forward to. So thank you for joining me, gents. And thanks to everyone who listens to the show. Like, subscribe and comments, all, all cheerfully received. Uh, we will be back next week to digest what's left of the Cardinals and look forward to the playoffs. Damar Hamlin, get yeah. well soon. Until then, go Niners. Go Niners. Bang, bang, Nana guys. Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.